I'm Rachel Johnson, co-host of the Educals Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to My Ed Tech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Wednesday. Hopefully, you know, you had a wonderful, wonderful day today, and hopefully you guys are joining us today as we're all getting ready, going back to school. Maybe some of you are already starting soon. Some of you are doing, you know, the the pre-gaming where you're doing leadership conferences and so on. Whatever the case is. Thank you so much for making us part of your evening, or if you're going to check us out on the replay and the rewatch, it doesn't matter. We just thank you, as always, from the bottom of our heart for all of the support that you give our show. Thank you so much for sharing our content and that you find our content of value to you with so many wonderful guests that you can take so many gems from and sprinkle them on to what you already do great. And talking about greatness, I am so excited about this evening's show. As you see here, maybe some, maybe some of you here from Texas, you know, will definitely recognize who this wonderful gentleman is that is sitting right here that I get to interview today. And I, I'm just excited to welcome Dr. Rios here. And, and I still call you Dr. Like Dr. Rios because it's very formal, but I mean, Dr. Roland Rios, I appreciate you having, uh, making time to be here on the show and that I get to uh, interview you as Again, I have been through several TCEAs. You are a staple at TCEAs. And I know that every Texan here that has gone to TCA or even Oklahoman, wherever they may be from, definitely has a picture of you on their cell phone because it's worth 100 points in <laughs> the scavenger hunts. Yeah. But Dr. Reels, thank you so much for being here. How are you this evening? I am great, Father. An absolute pleasure to be with you. You're doing such amazing work through this, this podcast, bringing such great information to people. Uh, I applaud you for that. And I'm just, I'm humbled and honored to be here as your guest tonight. And it's, it's Roland. I'm going to call you Fonz, call me Roland. All right, Roland. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, this is uh, such an honor, like I said, because I have seen your work, I the, the what you do, the passion that you bring, the enthusiasm. And I know that now it's a, it's a, it's a transition now, you know, you're in retirement and we're going to talk about the great things that you're still up to, because I know with somebody with as much passion and as much drive as you have, you're definitely not one of those to just simply sit still and just, you know, watch the sunsets at all time. I know that you are very active and we're going to be talking about that because it's an important topic that's near and dear to me too as well, which we're going to be talking about community engagement. But before we dive into that conversation, Dr. Uh, Roland or Dr. Roland, this, <laughs> the, the, this is the old habits die hard, huh, fun? Yeah, old hey, old habits die hard. But hey, th this is one of my favorite parts of the show, and this is, uh, like I always say, this is like every superhero has an origin story. And for myself, anybody that is in the seat right now, you know, that I get to interview, for me, is somebody that I have looked up to because of the work that they do. So it's kind of that superhero feel, and. I always like to hear those origin stories. So, um, Dr. Dr. Roland, <laughs> I want to know, was education always something that you knew you were going to go into? Or was it something that you knew you found out later in life and said, hey, you know, I'm here, might as well make the best of it. And then it just took off from there. So if you can just tell us a little bit about your background story, I would love for our audience members to connect with you through that. Absolutely. Thanks. But I knew from a very early age exactly what I wanted to be when I grew up. A radio disc jockey. <laughs> that that was, 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 I thought was my calling. Uh, I was involved in theater in high school and that sort of thing. Uh, so I actually, my undergraduate degrees in radio, television, and film production from UT Austin. Thank you, Hook'em Horns. Um, and so when I graduated from UT way back when, probably before many of your listeners were even born, uh, SeaWorld of Texas was just opening here in San Antonio. For viewers outside of Texas, we have a SeaWorld park in San Antonio. Um, and I actually went to work for SeaWorld uh, as, the, um, as an audio operator, running the sound uh, music for the shows, working with the animal trainers and, and the performers, became the studio engineer, I was recording uh, the music for the shows. 
did some voiceover work uh, way back when in the old days, if you were at SeaWorld and heard, ladies and gentlemen, SeaWorld is now closed. That was me, my big claim to fame. <clears throat> I was also the character voice for Shamu, the killer whale. So anyway, um, so I was in this entertainment uh, field and, and did that for several, several years, Fonz. My daughter was just born. We're trying to start a family. And when you work in entertainment, you work when people are being entertained. You work nights, you work weekends, you work holidays. And it, it just wasn't working for, for someone who wanted to really dedicate time to the family. So one night after a long night at SeaWorld, I went home and told my wife, I think I want to go back to school and become a high school math teacher. And she what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, but that had always been in the back of my head uh, underneath the old... Uh, yearning to be a, a disc jockey. Um, so went back to school to a local university. Um, I had actually taken a lot of math classes because I had switched majors a couple of times. Uh, so I actually, oddly enough, went into education for the hours. Um, at least that was my initial thought. Uh, I needed weekends off. I wanted holidays, all that kind of stuff. Funds when I got into the classroom, when, when I stepped foot in there during my, my student teaching and I was in front of the kids and I got to experience those aha moments when I got to to see lights turn on, when I got to, to build relationships uh, with those high school kiddos, it, it was, and I get emotional sometimes when I talk about it, but, but I realized then that was my calling. That's, that's what I was put on earth to do. Um, I'm a, a spiritual man and, and, I, and I was blessed that I realized that, that what I've been called to do and my passion and all of that just fits together. Um, so I went into education for the hours. I stayed in education because I just absolutely love working with kids, working with parents, working with teachers. So I uh, was a high school math teacher for four years, went back to school to get an, uh, an, a master's degree and became an assistant principal. I uh, went to a, a, a high school, Alamo Heights High School, was an assistant principal for five years. Then I got a call from the district that I just left, Fort Sam Houston ISD, a small 3A district right here in San Antonio. Um, very unique school district in that it is a public school, but resides completely on a military installation. All of the kids are military dependents. Uh, only seven districts like ours in the entire country and three are in San Antonio. But I got a call from Fort Sam asking me if I was interested in, in interviewing for the principal position at their secondary campus. I jumped at the chance. Uh, luck and God was on my side. Um, and so I landed the position as the principal of their secondary campus, Robert G. Cole Middle High School. Alma mater of Shaquille O'Neal. No, I was not there when he was there. Um, but I served as the principal there for, for seven years. And during that time, finds that technology just wasn't one of our strongholds in, in, in the district. Um, I, I think we're kind of lacking in, in, in resources for, for kids, for teachers. And so I approached my superintendent and said, maybe I've done this. I've, I've you know, got, was the principal, been there, got the t-shirt. I'm ready to move on to a new challenge. And technology was just always a side passion of mine. Any new gizmo gadget that came out, I had to have it. Um, so, so technology was kind of in the back of my mind. And I thought maybe I could do some good district wide if I moved into the technology realm and tried to move this, this district forward. Uh, she jumped at the opportunity and 14 years ago, I moved, she moved me from the principal position uh, to the technology director there in the district. And I spent 14 years uh, in that role. We, the district, the team, the students, the teachers, not me, us, we all did some amazing stuff in the district. Uh, we were a Google reference district. Um, we, we presented a lot. I got very involved in TCA, as you mentioned. Uh, I served on the board there for about 10 years as area director, as finance chair, records chair, uh, president, past president, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then about a year ago, I started contemplating, is, is it time? Is it time for me to, to make way for the, for the, for the new guys, uh, to step aside and, and maybe find a new chapter in my life? Uh, and after a lot of soul searching and, and talking with, with the wife, uh, I thought it was just the right time for me to go ahead and retire from public education. So after 30 years in, in public ed, I retired in June of, of this year. I knew funds that I... Like you said, I'm kind of a busy guy, a busy buddy. I can't sit still. I can't do anything and do nothing. I drive myself and my wife crazy. Um, so I knew that when I retired from public ed, I wanted to go stay connected uh, to education in some form or fashion. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to go to work for one of our vendors, somebody that I've worked with uh, over the years um, 
and maybe you get to work from home and still help educators and maybe not just in Texas, but all over. Um, I knew it had to be with the company that I truly believed in. When I say that, I, I, I needed a company that, that believed in education, that believed in us as educators, that had our best interest in mind. They were in it all for the right reasons. Um, and so my list got very short, uh, very quick. Um, and uh, I reached out uh, to my connections at Edlia. Um, they are a, a multifaceted communication solution, uh, website hosting, online school payments. Uh, we've got mobile apps. Uh, we've got a broadcast mechanism that allows you to send messages to parents, all centered around communication and that unified communication. And that's one of my passions. And that's why, why I want to talk about communication tonight. Um, so I reached out to them and, and kind of pitched where I wanted to be. And I was blessed. They offered me the position of, of brand advocate. Uh, so I joined the team. Uh, I think I was retired for five working things <laughs> and jumped right back in it. And this is where I find myself now. It's been a fantastic journey. And Leo has welcomed me with open arms. I miss a lot of the folks that I've worked with, but luckily through channels like this, uh, funds I get to stay connected with them. So that was a long story. I hope I didn't. Uh, go. No, not at all. You know, it, it's so wonderful to hear that because, you know, for myself, and, and like I said, going to T TCEA for many years and looking up to people that are doing some great things in the education space, and and not just about the technology, because yes, you, you do the technology, but the overall goal is to help students succeed, student engagement, teacher engagement, getting them excited. I mean, it's no easy task, but just the way that you would carry yourself, the way that you would share your passion through presentations and how it would... Uh, inspire me to go back and reflect on my practice and see how I can get a little like 1% better each day just by by applying those things. So I really want to commend you and say thank you for the work that you're doing because and the work that you did, you know, and the passion that you had to share. And now that you're going into this next phase, I'm He's still even excited because, like you said, it, it, you know, your integrity, you're a man of great character that you're not just going to transition to just, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and work here, do there. You know, you're going to stand by, like you said, something and a product and a company that you believe in. And like, you know, then this, this talk is going to be centered around community engagement, which I think is very important. And like I was talking to you a little bit on the, on the pregame before we, we got into the show. You know, as far as myself being able to do community engagement within our district and doing our Technology Tuesdays with parents has been such a big blessing to be able to make them feel part of the community because oftentimes, you know, people may hear me, I mean, people outside of education may hear learning community and they just assume it's uh, administrators, staff, and students, but the parents play an important role in that community. So let's talk a little bit about that because you have some amazing points that we're going to be covering today. So for yourself and then through your experience, how important was, was it for you in your position and for your district to really go out and get that community engagement? It's especially important. It's important in, in any district. In our district, the district I just left, even even I think more so being a military connected school district funds, our mobility rate was huge. Um, I remember when I was principal one year, I looked, we had about, it's, it's a small school. I mentioned three, uh, a, we had about 96 kids graduating one year. I went back to their ninth grade yearbook and nine had been there nine out of 96. They were the only ones that went for four years. So I bring that up because to engage the community. There's got to be constant and, and proactive communication with them um, from, from every angle you can possibly think of. I think in, in education, we think we're communicating enough, um, but, but I, don't, I don't think there's ever enough uh, uh, communication. Um, in, in addition to all the stuff I did uh, while I was uh, in education, I also taught some graduate classes at UTSA here. And I taught the aspiring administrators and I always told them it boils down to communication. Uh, nine times out of 10, if you're in administration and you've got that teacher that's, that's hot in your office, upset about something, you've got that parent that's coming to you with some concerns. When you boil it all down, Fonz, it always goes back to communication. If, if only we had told them, if only they knew. Um, 
And, and so it's communication in all different facets about all different kinds of things, sharing the good news, sharing the maybe not so good news, making sure, especially this time of year, make sure that your parents know when back to school night is, make sure they know when meet the teacher is and not just put it out on your website, make those email blasts, do the voice calls, do the instant messaging, put it on social media. Um, you know, when I, when I was in the position that my soup would call me and say, we need this blasted out and I would go to work. Uh, luckily I had a tool like Ed Leo that, that did a lot of different uh, venues for me. And I would go back and I said, it's on the website, it's on Twitter, it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook. Uh, email has been sent, the voice message is going out. And even all that, you know, you're still going to have a parent coming back saying, no one ever told me. <laughs> but that's just, that's just par for the course. Um, but, but it's that constant proactive communication that, that you just got to keep up with parents all the time. And it just, it, yes, it, it sometimes can be exhausting uh, from the teacher point. You know, I, I know it. Uh, administrators are always telling teachers, you know, make sure you're telling uh, parents when the kids are, are not maybe doing so hot. Don't wait till the end. We don't want to do that. Let's be proactive. Hey, Fonz is slipping here a little bit. Something going on at home. How can I help? When you reach out early, when you're proactive about it, those big bombs don't blow up, Fonz. You take care of that stuff. You nip it in the bud. And so I just, I just think communication is so, so important. Excellent. And, and I agree with you, even like you said, even from our standpoint, as people that are, are I mean, working in, in classrooms or working in, you know, central office and so on, is like that communication when, when the, the signal is not, you know, firing correctly or all the cylinders not firing correctly, you know, that happens sometimes more often than not. But, you know, we definitely need to do a little bit better in that as far as uh, not only within our teachers, but definitely community. And I truly believe in that. I mean, I, I was one of those when I came into education from business. So a lot of the stuff that I learned was really from my business background. And for example, customer service, it's like, hey, I want to call, you know, my customers, letting them know like, hey, you know, every how's everything going and so on. So I kind of, you know, that mentality of, hey, let me call the parents, letting them know how well their child is doing. And then, you know, maybe sometimes you do have to have those crucial conversations, but doing it early, I agree with you 100% really helps you in the long run because you're establishing that rapport, you're establishing that friendship, that community, that collaboration from classroom to home with the parents. So yes, that is completely very important. I agree with you. So let me ask you, you know, I get, cause uh, you know, we've got plenty of time cause you're retired. So I know you don't <laughs> have to wake up early, but I want to ask you, you know, what would you say, you know, are, and coincidentally it's four, but what would you say something like your top four things as far as, you know, communication, what are your most important things when communicating from district to your learning community. So if you can share with us some of your strategies and maybe some of the tools like, you know, what like you're sharing right now, how can we do better? I, I think communicating often, that, that's one. Uh, uh, communicating on a consistent basis. So, uh, you know, and, that, and that's keeping your website up to date, making sure you're pushing stuff. If, you're, if your social media accounts are empty, they're going to stop going. I mean, why, why, why go look at a Twitter account if nothing's posted? So make sure that the thing, so you're posting often, you're, you're posting in, in a timely manner, you know, in, in this day and age, when I was growing up and, and like going to age myself, but <laughs> you know, we waited for the newspaper to come out two, three days later, maybe there's an article in there. You know, nowadays, if, if you don't post that football score that night, it's old news. You know, they don't want to hear about it tomorrow. They want to see it right then and there. So post often and post quickly. Um, the other thing is, is share the good stuff. You know, uh, yes, it's important to say when back to school night is. Yes, it's important to, to uh, school closures and, and sometimes, you know, COVID uh, protocols and those types of things. But don't be afraid to just brag about the incredible things that your students and your teachers are doing. And I, I want to go into this point a little bit more later on. Often, <clears throat> timely, share good stuff. And, and four is, is just be honest, be transparent, as, as transparent as you, you can be. Um, an, an example, last year, as my, my last year with, with the district, our high school, excuse me, our high school had created this amazing flexible mod schedule. It was, for lack of a better word, it was wacky. 
but it was so ingenious. Kids had to go to classes, and but for some days their class didn't meet. So maybe they went to uh, geometry Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. They didn't go on Wednesday. If they needed additional help in geometry or the teacher told them they needed additional help, then they went to geometry. If not, then they found a flex place to be. What, what's their passion? Are they going back out to the band hall to practice more? Are they going to the theater building? Are they going out to the field to, to, to work on the track? Are they coming out to the tech building with Dr. Rios to, jo- to jump in the podcast studio just to do some stuff like that? But, but the, the schedule in itself was very complicated. Um, and so it needed to be simplified. I'm kind of giving you the simplified version, but at the beginning of the year, it was very complicated. Halfway through the year, the principal, Dr. Clayton, and her wisdom said, this just isn't working. We need to go back to simple. We still want to stick with a mod schedule, but maybe let's make it a little simpler. Um, and so the message she sent to the parents was, we tried something in the best interest of your children, thinking it was going to be wonderful. And here are the problems we've run into. So we're going to take a breath. At semester, this is what this new schedule is going to look like. You know, it, 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 I don't, it wasn't a mistake. You know, we tried something new. She tried something adventurous. Um, and you know what the parents said? They're like, okay, cool. Because she was honest about it. You know, um, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. So this is where we're going from here on out. Not a peep. Because she did it quickly. She gave them plenty of time. And she was honest about it. And, and so that honesty and that transparency, I think, is extremely important, too. So those would be my four, I think. Wow, that's wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, it, parents are so appreciative. And like I said, going back to doing the Technology Tuesdays and, you know, after those sessions, you know, oftentimes they're just so thankful that somebody else was able to. And even though, again, they, they may get that same information from the campus, but sometimes they may not get to the campus either the way that it's delivered or if it's a handout or maybe they just don't have the access to some of the tools. But, you know, that's one of the things that the parent that I see that appreciate the most that, you know, you're going above and beyond. And of course, also even catering it like for in our demographic areas, you're familiar here with the Valley, you know, it's a lot of Spanish speaking. Yes. We've got, you know, English speaking and then we've got other languages, but we mainly uh, have English and Spanish. And so to be able to also uh, afford or offer, excuse me, those uh, trainings or those sessions to the parents in Spanish has made a world of a difference. And even now, you know, through COVID, we still, you know, said, okay, let, let's go ahead and dive right in and jump in. And some parents, you know, had a little bit of difficulty, but of course it's called Technology Tuesdays. And then after that, man, they were experts like, you know, hey, we want a Google Meet. We want to do this. We want to do that. And it was great because the parents were very engaged, but also, you know, in those talks, because you create that safe space, you create that community, you know, they're able to be open and honest and, and share amongst each other. And that's something that for me, um, you know, the, the reason that I, I love this project of the Technology Tuesdays was growing up an only child, uh, I saw what my parents struggled with and myself being a language broker at an early age and having to translate and do those things. And even now, you know, I the parents that I see that are only speaking Spanish, yes, they're connected. They've got the devices and so on. Doesn't mean that they know how to use them very well. And but the, I just saw my parents in, in them. And I said, no, we need to offer something that they can feel comfortable. They have in their, they have a session in their language in Spanish. And man, our, our numbers have gone up from year to year to year. And I love that. We'll even do activity. We'll do a hour of code with parents and they'll get their little certificate (laughs) and they get excited. I've done sessions with them with uh, the Ozobots. Uh, We'll do the makey makey kits and so on. And so I think that, you know, community engagement, like you said, and sharing those things is something that is so important because we're out there in, in our in our area. I think all the surrounding districts around us have open enrollment except us. And so we really need to sell ourselves and say, hey, look at how great and, the, you know, the great things that we're doing just much so like you shared uh, right now what you were doing uh, at your district and sharing all the good stuff and keeping parents informed because then they buy in. Yeah. And then that brings me back to, to that point that I said, you, we, we've got to share the good stuff. I, I think we as as educators don't do enough bragging on, on, our, on our own funds. I mean, um, yeah, we, like I said, we've got to share the other stuff, but, but, but use those communication channels that you have 
to highlight the incredible things just going on in the classroom. I, I urged my teachers when I was there, tweet stuff out. And, and they're like, well, I only have, you know, 16 followers. Yeah, but I'm going to retweet it from the district. And then somebody's going to pick that up and it's going to go this way. It's going to go that way. And what you think may be a mundane little happening in your classroom could turn into a wonderful opportunity for other teachers to, to model, for, other, for our parents to see. Like you said, we're, we're in a different ballgame now uh, in, in public education and even private education. It's just much more, I hate to use the word competitive, but, but it is. I mean, I mean, like you said, we've got open enrollment. We've got charter schools. Wonderful opportunities for kids. This is fantastic. I mean, this is what we want. We want parents to have choice and, 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 and have, get what's best for their kids. But that means that now we're, we're educators, we're disciplinarians, we're counselors, and we're marketers. Uh, we've got to market ourselves. We've got to put ourselves out there and put our best foot forward. And that means talking about the great stuff going on in your schools um, and, and not being afraid. And you know what? I, I took a, a journalism class when I was at UT and the journalism teacher said in small, small newspapers, it was a newspaper class. He said, what, what works is names, names, and names. Everybody wants to see their name or their kid's name in, in the local newspaper. And the same happens with schools. You know, they, it, kids go and, and win a bowling tournament, put those kids on Facebook and, and Twitter and your website and, and blast it out and list them by name. If, if you've got, you know, the proper permissions and pictures of the kids show off all the incredible stuff. We've got so many wonderful things happening in schools all over the country. Uh, from the valley all the way up to to to, to up north, I mean it, it, it's everywhere. And and I hate to get on this soapbox, but but we take a beating from the media. You know that, Fons. Yes. I mean, every time you turn around, I get so frustrated. It's like, why are you reporting this? Why are you talking about that? Um, just the other day, one of our local news channels—I won't call them out—but they said school is right around the corner. What are you concerned about? Like, what do you, why do you ask it like that? So our response on, on our websites and social media needs to be school starting. What are you excited about? We need to throw, throw that around. We need to tell our own narrative. What are you excited about? Because here's what we're excited about. We got new one-to-one -one Chromebooks. We got the Tech Tuesdays for our parents. We got a new modified uh, block scheduling. Uh, you know, we, we've got a, a new Tiddlywinks team, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Get out there, brag, 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 show off all this wonderful stuff that's going on in your schools. We, we just got to do a better job of that. Yeah, I agree with you 100% with a- Oh, you get excited about this. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's wonderful though, because you get me excited about that and, and kind of just like, yes, we need to definitely do a lot better because I agree with all your points. I mean, everything that we've seen in the media, I mean, I'm, a, I'm on TikTok and I'm seeing some educators that are doing some amazing work and they're trying to turn that narrative. I mean, they, they have a podcast called, you know, Reclaiming Education and, you know, doing stuff that, you know, bringing the positivity out, the excitement again into the profession that we love and that we hold near and dear to us. And like I said, for me, it, it just feels <clears throat> for a lot of people, it's like, I don't know. I just get really passionate too, you know, coming in from business. But when I landed in education, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I just like for myself, I want to give back to this community that has given me so much and to help it move forward and to continue to grow. So I'm with you on that, you know, and sharing all that passion. Yeah. Um, in, in San Antonio, they even started a nonprofit in the San Antonio area that I think has moved to uh, maybe Austin or Houston, but it's called Go Public. Um, and, and it's focused on, on public institutions, uh, but they help everybody. And it's just about sharing the good stuff that's going on in schools. And, and they help smaller districts with their social media and that sort of thing. Um, and that's the kind of thing that, that a company like Ed Leo could help a school with. How do we get your brand out there? How do we get you know, Fonz ISD to, to, to show off all the incredible stuff they're doing. There's a great book that I read. Uh, the author's name escapes me. It's called brand dead. It it's, looks like branded. You may have read it, but it's brand. And then in capital ED, and it's about how do you brand education? How do you brand your schools? What, what, what tools can you use? What outlets can you use? And what do you highlight to build your school brand? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this now, you know, now that you, you've transitioned and now you're brand advocate, you know, Tell us a little bit more of why you are very passionate about what you do. And then through that long list of saying, you know what, I, I want to still be active. You know, you said that list came down very short and you said, this is 
the this is who I believe in. This is the what I see, and this is what we need more of. So, talk to us a little bit more about that. You know, what is it so special about this brand, this company that helped you take your district to that next level with that community engagement? Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. If you, if you haven't noticed yet, I'm passionate about communication. Yeah, and I'm passionate about all the wonderful things that schools are doing, and. Uh, you know, Ed Leo is, is a company that, that, that can take districts through that journey, um, through, through hosting their website and building a, a custom made website that looks amazing. That really speaks to who you are. It's not cookie cutter. It's built for you, uh, and, and add to that school payments, you know, where, 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 again, going back to that communication, how do parents easily pay for things? How do they, how do they sign up for, for the field trip and that sort of thing to, to our broadcast tool, uh, you know, sometimes the website posting is great. Sometimes you need to send out an email. Our broadcast tool allows you to do that. Uh, it allows you to send out text messages. Um, it allows you to do voice calls. And then we just uh, are now launching a new mobile app, Edleo Access, that will give uh, your district a mobile app with even more added functionality. Not only can it link back to your news and such that's on your website, but it acts as a two-way communication tool between teachers and, and students that administrators can monitor because we know that's important. Uh, it's got additional tools like a digital student ID. So the kids will stop losing their ID badges, all kinds of things, but it's, it's a unified system. And the thing that I love about it and, and is that there's one thing that we never have enough of in school is time. You know, that Fonz, I mean, there's just, there's not enough time hours in the day. When you have a unified communication system like Ed Leo, you're able to do all this bragging. You're able to share all this incredible stuff. You're able to focus on what's important. And that's the teachers and the kids and the parents. Okay. The kids, um, emphasize that, uh, and, and do it in one fell swoop. Um, you know, the, the website, the content management system, it's not one person running that website. You can do it. This, that this uh, secretary is going to take the, the calendar and update that this person on this campus is going to update their news on, on their campus. The more hands you have, the more people, cause I think we all need to be ambassadors for our districts. We all need to be in the marketing. It's not, it shouldn't be your tech director. It shouldn't be your social media manager. It shouldn't be your, your, your PO public affairs officer. It needs to be everybody and, 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 and tools like, like at Leo allow everyone to get involved in that. Um, and I think the more people that are involved the more people that are pushing out those positive messages um ultimately as you said before it all boils back down to the kids we're, we're helping shine light on them we're helping the teachers focus on what's important and ultimately we are leading to student success yes no i agree with you 100 percent. you know and what i see is that you know there there's a lot of districts here in this area that do just a great job. They, they, you know, putting things out. There's some districts that are, eh, you know, somewhat there. Um, and, you know, it could get better and it could improve. But like you said, you know, it's like your, this is your image. This is, like you said, your brand. And that's so important. I mean, it, it's like if you're going to a store and then you see certain stores and you see maybe like a store that maybe just the storefront looks kind of messy and so on, you're going to be like, eh, you know, and then you see another storefront where, you know, you see the, crystal clear through the window and you see like everything is folded and everything that's going to be like, Ooh, like that looks nicer. It's that, that perception. So like, I agree with you, you know, if you can have that brand consistency, but the more that you involve people within that district, within, I mean, it, it, it really is going to, you know, fill your heart with joy and just so much positivity in that sense that, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm part of this. I am part of something great. I am adding, my students are adding to something that is great. Our, our students are helping our district grow, our district shine, look at what our teachers are doing. And I agree with you. I mean, we definitely need a lot more of that. And uh, I love the way that you're describing this unified system where, you know, you could just set a post or something and it's ready to go. And it goes to wherever it needs to go in one fell soup instead of, well, wait a minute. I, I the the protocol is I got to take this and then I got to send it to my principal first, and then yeah. the principal needs to send it to the either the PR person or they have to send it to the webmaster, and then the webmaster 
goes ahead and puts it out. And it's like so many little kinks there that you lose out on that time. Like, because like you said, this is an instant that happened right then and there. And you're not seeing it till the next day. It's going to be like, well, come on. I wanted to see it today. I got so excited. And now it's not there till tomorrow. (laughs) And I knew I was working in our district and, and, uh, you know, we we used it for, for many years. The only complaints I ever got about a website or pushing stuff out to social media is when I might have missed a story or missed a, a, a name. Uh, hey, you put something about the swim team. How come you didn't put anything about uh, the track team? Um, and I didn't want to tell them because the track coach forgot to send me information. I always, oh, it's my fault. Let me go get that real quick and put it out there. But it told me they're going to these outlets to see. They, they want to see the kids' pictures. They want to see that. And our, going back to, to the fact that we were military, those kids didn't have family. I get emotional. Sorry. <laughs> they didn't have family in San Antonio, you know, um, maybe mom, of course, mom and dad were there, but, um, grandma, grandpa weren't there, you know, um, uh, Theo and, uh, Thea and uncle and aunt were there. Sometimes dad or mom wasn't there. Sometimes they were deployed overseas. Um, I'm not going to let Fonz win the state track me. If I know dad's out of, out of country serving our, our, our nation without posting something so dad can see. So sharing things, like you said, sharing all that wonderful information and sharing it quickly, um, it is so important. Excellent. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. We have a comment here from Sherry. Thank you, Sherry, so much. Sherry is, uh, you know, she's been joining us on the show live. And thank you so much, Sherry, for your support. She's joining us from LinkedIn. And she was asking this, is the book Brand Ed, Tell Your Story, Build Relationships and Empower Learning by Trish Rubin? maybe does that sound maybe like- um I, I you know what i, I will make sure i find yeah. that the funds i'll send it to you and we put it in the show notes no worries we'll do so sherry we'll definitely put it in the show notes sherry or not i'm pretty sure that is it right all i meant right. to bring it in with me then. <laughs> it's all right and thank you annie for joining us from colorado thank you so much for joining if you have any questions we're talking about community engagement with dr roland real so if you have any questions or comments please feel free to pop them in uh but you know what I never thought about that because uh, what you were saying right now, be, be here, you know, we're working, working in a district, but I, I didn't know the difference between the district that you were working at. I was not familiar with Fort Sam Houston. I was not familiar that this was on a base. And, and you're absolutely right, Roland. Like the fact that you have, you know, a parent or, you know, that is serving our, our country that may not be there. The importance it is for them to know that their child succeeded, they did something, they posted right then and there, immediately they have access to it, they can see that. That is very important. And, you know, I, I learned something new today in taking that perspective because, again, working in a different type of school district where, you know, we've got that immediacy, everything's close by, we're a very close-knit community, it's very, it's 14 schools all like in about a length of two miles or three miles, you know, we're all there. But I never thought about it that way in that sense. And that's very important. And again, you know, you're bringing joy to that parent. You're involving that parent. You're showing them that what their child has done is something that is to be proud of, something that is going to bring joy to them as a parent. And just say, hey, you know, that proud mom, dad, grandma grandpa moment when they may not be there and that why why not do it i mean this is something that we need to do just because it's the right thing to do you know and and finding a tool to do it so easily that even makes things so much better so yeah, I yeah when, when, when covid hit we 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 had no trouble live streaming events because we had been doing it for so long um yeah we live streamed just about everything from junior honor society induction to the to the you know, um, sporting events, band concerts, anything that we could live stream, we would. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it was 10 people watching, but these were, you know, we were getting hits from, from Germany, from Iraq, from uh, Korea. And these are uh, folks that otherwise would have missed out on, on, on being connected with their child uh, during that difficult time. So we were always happy to do that. Yes. No, no. So important. Thank you so much, Roland. Well, I appreciate you sharing. And, you know, again, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the show. Like I said, seeing you and the passion that you bring and just to 
see that that passion again, even though you're retired, the passion did not retire. You know, you're still up and about. Some people have retired because I, I was tired yesterday and tired again today. <laughs> so I'm retired. Yeah. So there you go. But man, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And again, just fills my cup to overflowing because, uh, you know, the joy that you brought me today and just the passion that you're doing, that you're sharing. And of course, you know, the importance of community engagement. And that's a definitely a conversation that needs to be had in all our local school districts. So thank you so much for sharing that. But we're still not done yet. This is one of my favorite segments of the show here. As we wind down our show, we have our last three questions for all our guests. And just like my friend and principal, uh, Josh Tovar always says, it is kryptonite time. So <laughs> that is his favorite part of the show. So, uh, you know, so Roland, in the current state of education through, you know, of course, all the years of experience, but right now in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? My current edu kryptonite is, is kind of personal in nature, not, not so much with the entire scope of, of education. And I'm, I'm taking some liberty with this question here, Fonz, because, you know, Superman, it was the presence of kryptonite that was his weakness. When kryptonite was, was near mm -hmm. him, he, he suffered the consequences. My kryptonite that I'm discovering since I have retired is my lack of interaction with students. Um, not being, not seeing kids. I'm, this is the first time that, that I wasn't there when Chromebook pickup happened and I got to see all those kids coming back and, and, and high fiving and asking them how their summer was and that sort of thing. This will, you know, in the fall, I won't be able to get up out of this office and walk down the hall to, to step, step into a classroom or then go down to the elementary school and read a book. Um, when I was deciding to retire, that was my big, uh, um, that was the biggest obstacle I had to overcome. What, what am I going to do? Not seeing kids, not working with kids each and every day. Um, I have yet to see uh, how it's going to play out, but I'm taking every opportunity I can through church and volunteer work to stay connected with kids, working with the youth program at church. Um, it, it's, it's funny. I was, uh, you know, I said, I'm, I'm a spiritual man. I was praying on this as I was deciding to retire and saying, you know, I, I, Lord, I hope I'm making the right decision. The very next day, my priest called me and said, Hey, can you chaperone the high school trip, uh, this summer? I'm like, okay. He answered my prayers. So, um, that, that's my kryptonite that I'm afraid of. Uh, but again, as long as I stay connected, as long as I can help schools this way, um, and, and get my fill of, of kids at church or whatever volunteer opportunities, uh, I can take part of. Um, and I think every educator feels the same. Yes. I missed it. If, if there's any of my former colleagues working, yes, I miss you guys. I really do. <laughs> you know that. No, and that, and that makes sense. And you also, uh, the they keep us young at heart. They keep us energized. And you also have your grandkids. I got to meet your grandkids. What was it last week? And so on. And I was like, oh man, you're definitely going to be one busy grandpa for sure. Oh, yeah. but, you know, but yeah, I, I love your heart. And thank you so much for putting yourself out there and sharing that response, you know, because oftentimes a lot of people may think that are not in education may say, oh man, you shouldn't you be happy that you're no longer there or you don't have to put up with this or you don't have to do that. But I mean, when you've done it for, not that you've done it for so long, but because you enjoy being around the kids and, and the ultimate the kids, goal, huh? yes. And the ultimate goal again is just to watch them succeed. And the many faces that have gone through your campus that you helped out those building, those relationships. And now that they've, they're all grown up and, you know, being successful or, you know, being married, doing whatever it is that they're doing. I mean, it's just the fact that you're able to create an experience for them. Maybe, maybe it wasn't directly, but because of the work that you did do, it, it, it's part of you. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being honest and open about that, because I think a lot of people really need to hear that. All right, here we go. Question number two. Question number two is, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Well, you stole my thunder just a little while ago, Fonz, because it would have to be a picture of my grandchildren. Um, <laughs> one, I'd want it to be someplace I drove by. Um, I may not get to physically see them every day, but I would love to see their beautiful shining faces up on that billboard each and every day. And the second reason is I need the whole world to know just how stinking cute those kids are because they are adorable. I know we've got other grandparents watching, 
but my grandchildren are the cutest. Oh, and they are cute. I got to see them <laughs> and they are some cuties and they're awesome. They're having a they're great just, time. They're jumping around the bed and everything. I was like, oh yeah, grandpa mode. But yes, I love that. I love that. All right. Now let's turn this around because now that you're retired and you wanted to be a disc jockey, and I know you mentioned that you uh, did do podcasting with the kids. I was like, hey, well, now that you're retired and you got some time, are we going to see the the Dr. Roland Reels podcast maybe anytime soon? We, we actually are, Fons. As, as, as part of my uh, role in, in Ed Leo, uh, we're going to start our own podcast and do some webinars. I'd uh, love to have you on, on, on our show as a guest. So Perfect. Well, uh, hey, you know what? That goes into the next question, which is, let's say that this was that podcast already and I was a guest on your show. What would be one question you'd like to ask me? I, I love to ask this question of, of, of all diehard educators, because I can tell you're a lifer. You're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here until you retire. Um, let's say I, I, I built a magic machine that takes me to a parallel dimension. I go over to the parallel dimension, and there is alternative funds, and he is not in education. So what is he doing? Ooh, alternative funds would probably be podcasting full-time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't connected to education. Okay, but if it wasn't connected to education, I would probably be doing business, uh, sticking around with uh, marketing and sales. Um, and again, going back to that story, that the reason I landed into education was because my dad fell ill and I needed that time. Like you said, I needed to get that time and, and being an only child, being available for anything and any kind of emergency. Uh, but the goal was to be in business, do marketing and just continue forth with that. So I can see myself doing that, you know, in parallel funds universe. But But I think honestly, somewhere along the line, you know, being the way and thinking about the way I am now with the, having that that servant leader heart and that that teacher heart, yes, I'd be working in that field, but I could probably see myself doing kind of like what I'm doing for my district, but it'll be just for marketing and sales, which would be like training yep. and working alongside tech. So it, even though it's an alternative universe with fonts, but it would still be that teacher heart. I, I honestly, I really feel that way that it would still have that teacher heart. And it's not just all about like money, money, money. Yeah, the money will be there, but still teaching people just to have those skills, communication, building collaboration, community engagement, all of those things that really from business school translated so well into the classroom. And I really uh, attribute all of my success to what I learned in my marketing classes alongside what I was able to learn with these two amazing mentors that I had when I first started in high school algebra. And that has, has helped me, you know, carry on for these 17 years now. I'm starting year 17 in education, but yeah, the, that's what alternate fonts, uh, you know, in that parallel world. That's a great question. I like that question. That's a really good one to ask all your guests. That's wonderful. Well, Dr. Rios, Roland Reels, Dr. Roland Reels, thank you so much for just making my evening so special and just, you know, filling my bucket and just really seeing somebody again. And, and I know I say this a lot and, I, and I'm being very authentic and genuine that I admire the work that you've done, the way that you would work with your teachers, what you would do at your campuses every time that you would present and, and just that heart that you Never said no to any pictures because they were worth 100 points. <laughs> but, I mean, you were just in there at all times. And even with the things, I mean, one of the most memorable times at TCA, and I'm thinking to myself, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Dr. Roland Reels. And he's a presenter, and I've seen him present. But you're there just holding up a sign saying, like, hey, can I answer your questions? Can I do this? So it was like there was never any job too small for you. There was never any. And that, to me, is something that I look up to. And so thank you for just always being, having a wonderful heart and having that, you know, that servant leadership um, exude out of you. So thank you so much. And uh, again, thankful for your time here. And uh, again, I will be putting out all the information as to how to get in touch with you. However, you know, for our audience members right now, those that will be listening or rewatching, uh, let us know how they can connect with you, you know, maybe on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, any other accounts. At Dr. Rios, uh, that's the easiest way to get in touch. Uh, Fonz is going to put a link in his show notes. Uh, we've built a landing page in Ed Leo, get you connected with Ed Leo. And 
when you see my name on the landing page, if you click on my name, all of my contact information is there from my Facebook to my LinkedIn, to Twitter, my phone number, my email. Uh, I hope, uh, welcome any calls, love to talk. If I said something that you, that, uh, you know, kind of resonated with you or something you don't agree with, we'd love to carry on these conversations. So Hans, this has been an absolute pleasure. I applaud you for the incredible work that you're doing through this podcast and all of the, the work that you continue 17 years and still kicking. You still have the same energy as a first year teacher. Um, I'm excited to see you and I uh, got to make my way down to the Valley. <laughs> there you go, man. Anytime you let me know and you've got my contact info, I'd love to hang out with you and just pick your brain and just learn, continue to learn from you and just continue to make those connections. So thank you so much for your time. And for all our audience members, we had Annie that showed up. We had Laura that showed up. And for all our audience members that is gonna that are going to be watching this later on or listening to the replay, as always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for making Maya Tech Life what it is today. We do what we do because our mission and our vision, although it may be grand, it doesn't matter. I just want to connect all our educators, uh, education professionals, creators, one show at a time. So thank you so much for making this mission possible. Thank you so much by being part of this mission, by simply just sharing our shows, going to our website, dropping a review, let us know how we're doing. We would love to get some feedback so we can go ahead and always improve and get 1% better every time for you. Also, if you get a chance, please make sure you hit up our merch store. We've got some great hats. We've got some great shirts and everything that you purchase definitely goes into continuing this mission and moving the show forward and just adding more production to it and just bringing you some great shows. So thank you as always for, for all of your support. And again, I'm really excited also for those of you that are going to be uh, hanging out with us on Saturday morning. Uh, please make sure you check us out on Saturday morning because we have the E-Twins that will be joining us and they're going to be sharing what they're doing uh, as far as their Spanish Academy and all the PD that they've been doing. So join us this Saturday morning with the E-Twins. And again, Dr. Rios, thank you so much again for everything. I really appreciate your time and may your retirement be just as wonderful. May you continue to flourish and do this amazing work that you're doing in building community. And to all my friends, as always, until next time, don't forget, stay techie.